going dark Life from the dead is a miracle dark They counted me out, moment of truth, counting it down I'm that the story was down for the count Back on my feet, back with a mic, back on the beat Back with a family and back in the streets The game won't lock, I stand with a key Standing my ground, I am planning to flee Standing my ground, I am planning my feet Taking a stand, erasing my destiny, shaking his hand what is going on, everybody? Welcome to Thursday Night CrossFit Talk with Scott and Jamie. As you can see, brand new opening, same old song because we're never getting rid of the theme song. But I, could, I couldn't see it. Oh my god! I know I'm so mad. I was trying to find the play. Nothing. Nothing was available. Uh-huh. I kept my mouth shut. Inner technical issues. <laughs> I'm going back to the phone, dang it. That worked better. <laughs> well, what is up, Kenneth, Holly, Jody, Lex, Sarah? Great to have you all here tonight. Um, Kenneth says, new intro is popping and attention grabbing. ACR just jumped in the chat. I got to tell you, ACR, this is just for you. Um, I've learned today that live from Daryl's house, if you don't know what that is, it's Daryl Hall from Hall & Oates, has a show where he has a barn, invites musicians out, and I watched the whole Johnny Resnick episode again today. They're now available on YouTube, so you can check those out. And I was thinking of you, ACR, since you and I did that Goo Goo Dolls Top 5, and uh, it is freaking awesome. You should check it out. So, we always start with some goofy TV stuff. Because we're in the off season before shit gets real. So right now, we were just about to finish season two of Reacher last week. Did you? Oh my gosh, Kenneth! I know even. what the heck, Kenneth. Um, the greatest duo in the history of rock and roll. That's what that is. So, we were about to finish Reacher season two. Did you? Did you, did you finish it? I finished it. We watched it yesterday, Tuesday night, finally. Um, I It was good. And I'm like, they wrapped it up good. But I still think I like season one better. <clears throat> I've come to the realization they're just two different. They're just two different entities. They both have a different vibe. And I like the vibe in both yeah. at different times. Um and so I'm excited to see where they go with season three because there is going to be one apparently. Yep. Um, but yeah, the this one was total, and even the first one, total 80s action movie hero throwback. And I loved every bit of the ending. Yeah. Yeah. The ending was good. They wrapped it up really good. I was, I was really happy with it. Um, yeah. So season three has been confirmed. They're already filming it. They're filming in Maine. And um, it's off of book seven of Lee Child, Persuader. So I actually think I'm going to get it and read it. Because I haven't, I didn't read the other books. I don't know if you did. I did not. Yeah. I, lo- I love reading. And I, I always prefer books over movies and whatnot. So I'm, I think I'm going to get this book soon and read it and have an idea. Have an so idea I about. love books over movies too. And so generally, I, if I know I'm going to watch the movie, I don't read the book. Because it'll just ruin it for me. It probably will. It's all right. Like, I, I cannot stand the Harry Potter movies. Cannot stand them. Yeah. Yeah. 
because the books are so much better. Yeah, agreed. Grisham stuff, the books are so much better. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, and they've confirmed, obviously, Reacher's in it and Neely is in it. And that's it. We, If we're lucky, we'll get a cameo kind of like we did with uh, the one officer. Um, um, I always call him the Tweed Tornado. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, and I, cause I can't even remember his last name. I know. I can't think of it right now either. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I wanted, so last week I got you turned on to, um, Re- welcome to Wrexham. Yes. And you told me before we went on the air that you have binge watched both season. Yes. We got through the whole. With welcome to Wrexham. Yeah. We got through the whole darn thing. It does not help anything that Aaron is still off work because of his heel. Cause I feel like that's what we do is like sit here and binge TV if I'm not at the gym. So yeah, we got through all, all two seasons of Welcome to Wrexham. All 36 um, episodes. Yeah, ton. I was like, this one needs to, this needs to hurry up. This needs to hurry up. But yeah, I was like addicted. Um, it was incredible. And you're in, if you are at all a fan of Ryan Reynolds, like you're going to love it. His, yeah, his humor throughout is just awesome. Yeah. And if you, if you like a good underdog story, like unreal yeah so lex is asking is anyone watching true detective so i watched the first season of true detective and it was weird and wacky and i loved it i could not get through season two so i stopped watching them but i've heard that this season is really really good and every season is a completely different story with completely different characters so my wife just started it so now it's like, do I want to watch it alone or let her like have me catch up? Yeah. So we got to figure that out. Oh boy. Don't get me turned on to another one. I don't need any other shows to binge. Yeah. Andrew says it's funny that Ryan and Rob were not really close friends before buying that team. Yeah. They had never met. I, it sounds like Rob just kind of like DM'd Ryan and they're like so close now and it's so cute. It is. And that both families are all involved mm-hmm. and that both are married to stars in their own right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um. Yeah. For me, I've honestly found it. I know you have this at the end, but like for me watching welcome to Wrexham, everything going on with the lions right now, I like, I felt like it was like a synchro story. Like, like you, I can feel, see that you feel as, the way they're talking about the town and the way that team has been knocked out, like bottom, you know, a little bit different, obviously like lions were never going to get knocked out of the NFL. Um, so you're safe there, but like, yeah, we were like the worst team in the league for years. I mean, it's been 30 years since we've even had a shot. Um, so like I, in, in seeing grown men cry in the stands, which happened at both the last two games for the lions, like, it's like milestones um that i just had had that feeling that whole time like oh, it's like yeah it's just like our town it's just like it's just like watching my team so well, and also, it's, there's also history lessons mm-hmm. like the mining accident that happened in Wrexham like that that episode blew me away and how the aristocrats kind of just let it be yeah so um 
Yeah. I'm very excited to see the remodel that they do on that stadium and how they like, they just, they're doing such a wonderful job. Now I'm tied into a soccer team that I never thought, and I'm not a big soccer fan, but I'm very, very like wrapped into this team and seeing how they do and continue on. Uh, Lex is asking, what am I drinking? It is actually a nitro cold brew. Um, so that is what I am drinking. Frost paper street. Uh, it's not, I'm out of frost. So had to go with a local store variety. Uh, but it's, it's a zero sugar flavored one. Nice. So, um, it is actually, uh, Mackinac fudge nitro cold brew, zero calories. That sounds amazing. Um, it's really good. <laughs> and it does taste like chocolate milk. What's up, Corey? A little bit. Not not fully chocolate milk. It has a coffee flavor to it still. But, yeah. Well, good. You want that. All right. I was going to say that um, I was watching a couple goofy um, shows. If you... This is the dumbest show in the world, but I got hooked. It's called The Spicy, Super Hot, The Spicy World of Pepper People. Okay. And it's about the mission to make the world's hottest pepper. It is crazy. It is stupid. It is what these people do to their bodies is insane. So they could like grow peppers and then they eat them? So it's, it's, it's the whole gambit of these pepper people. Okay. And some grow, some are growers, some compete in eating challenges. <clears throat> so they have like a league where round one, everybody has to eat a pepper. And if you don't throw up or drink milk, you move on to round two. And then it keeps going up 10 rounds. And the 10th round is speed. You have to eat like six peppers the fastest it is so and there there's a guy named joey scoville who goes around like tasting all these peppers to determine if it's in the running for the hottest so he's going to like pittsburgh and texas and louisiana and all this crazy stuff tasting peppers so uh it was it it's so stupid but Julie and I are like five episodes in. Yeah, that's so. crazy. I'll have to have my cousin check that out. He that he will eat the spiciest things, and I just don't understand it. Yeah, crazy. <clears throat> so we'll move on to. Uh... <laughs> I pretended to like peppers when I first started dating Lex, and she would make me meals. I am a no for peppers now. <laughs> yeah, that's a, you got to just speak up from the get go. I, my brother-in-law did the same thing when he was dating my sister, they went out and he's too nice. And so he like said he liked mush. They had gotten, somebody had gotten pizza. He said he didn't mind mushrooms or liked them. So everyone gave him their mushrooms and now, and then for like, a while a year he got stuck eating mushrooms all the time people would like order him extra 
And it took a while for him to speak up and be like, no, I actually don't like mushrooms. I just was being kind. Um, so yeah, lesson learned. So Sarah asks, am I still going to Christie's gym? Yes. Yes, I am. Was just talking about that. We were. Um, Alexis, Carolyn is a phony. She doesn't like veggies. <laughs> oh. All right. Let's get into a little bit of CrossFit talk. Um, now that we have started the show off with our goofy TV talk and, uh, and randomness, um, the CrossFit HQ announced they have um, appointed a CrossFit affiliate council this week. Um, and I'm going to share the post so you can see that. So there's the new affiliate council. Um, I'm going to go through the names. It starts with Austin giving like an explanation of it all. And then these are the people that have been selected. Zia Rohrbaugh. Uh, she is from Encitas, California, CrossFit Counterculture. Uh, Miguel Boutelion. Boutelion? I don't something like that. It is France. Nimes, France, with CrossFit Nimes. Trying to do my best French accent. Uh, Craig Howard, Diablo CrossFit, Pleasant Hill, California. Uh, Gavin Hesselton, CrossFit Glasgow, Scotland, United Kingdom. Uh, Ian Barbour, uh, CrossFit Glasgow, Scotland, United Kingdom. Joshua Plusker, CrossFit Invectus Back Bay, Boston, Massachusetts. Jason Kalipa, NC CrossFit, and NorCal CrossFit, Bay Area, California. And that is the group. That is the group. So, already, <laughs> uh, Carolyn says, why two from the same affiliate? Well, I have a question. Why three from California? Yeah, that too. So you have Kalipa, Howard, and uh, the first one, Aurora, all from California. You have Boston represented, so some East Coast, three from the West, two from the same in the UK. Right. You have none from Australia, none from South America. South America is where we're growing the most. Australia is a major player in CrossFit affiliates, and they have none. <clears throat> and none from the Midwest. So, and this this in no way changes the regional representatives that are throughout the country that are holding these um, affiliate summits and things like that. Those were still, in, those are still in play. Okay. So I don't understand what all this is about. That's what I'm, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I guess we could listen to Austin. You want to listen to Austin? Yeah, what does he got to say? That are organically receiving inbound, that are doing strong work within our community, that have a strong voice, that are able to hold us accountable, that are that are interested and invested in the growth of CrossFit, but are will give us a perspective that we may not have internally. And a really important voice for us when we do things 
for for one for them to hold us honest to keep, give us feedback but also to help the community as well communication's been a struggle for us but we also know that our affiliates listen to each other really well and sometimes it's it's you know you got to look to your left look to your right and say we got this if there's an opportunity to learn we want to take it and we look at that the affiliate council as an opportunity to learn to listen and and to make sure that we measure twice before we cut we need a, a group of affiliate owners okay that so what what was the affiliate reps that we already have is that not what this is i'm confused so this is a committee that will just be um in oh, let me get this there we go uh this is a committee that will like just be kind of hanging out at hq i guess um getting input about or I don't know. I don't know. It seems duplicative from the regional affiliate yeah. group. Um, and I don't think, while I liked Austin saying communication has been a problem for us and admitting yeah, I, some of the shortcomings, it just doesn't, I, it seems duplicative to me. We already have a group of affiliate owners who are representing CrossFit as middlemen, middle women, and um, what, what I don't get what why this is needed. So Andrew says the affiliate reps work for CrossFit, and these are just affiliate owners. I could I can maybe get behind that. I can see that a little bit. <clears throat> okay, I see that too. But they are affiliate owners as well. Yeah. Right. Well, Char that Andrew Charles. Andrew Charlesworth is an affiliate, is an owner. Yes, he is an owner. Yeah. I would think most of them are. I can't, I really can't imagine that there's any. Chase Ingram is. Yep. Chase Ingram. An affiliate owner. Yep. Well, I think he still owns well, CrossFit. Isn't it CrossFit? Big D or whatever? Big D. He's in Dallas, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, unless things have changed, I I thought, I thought that they were, because our affiliate rep used to be Dale King, he is definitely an affiliate owner. Yeah, and then it turned into Andrew Charlesworth. I oh, Andrew says Chase sold it last year. I do I do think I remember Chase selling his his gym, but he was. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess you do want current box owners who aren't necessarily in CrossFit's back pocket, um, speaking up, maybe getting different communication. So, yeah. Okay. All right. I stand corrected. That's why we have a great chat yes, um, that can help us fill in the spaces and help us understand better. That's why you guys are the best. Mm -hmm. So, I talked about this a little bit on the Monday show, but this is something you and I have talked about a ton. So I wanted to bring it up here and get your, uh, and Corey really wanted to be picked. I guess. <laughs> Does he, Corey, do you own an affiliate? No. <laughs> I think that's the key qualification that you're missing here, buddy. Um, <laughs> So 
online judging team. Yes. There was an announcement. Mm -hmm. uh, Barbell Spin broke the news that there you could become an online judge. Duplicative is a word, Jody. It is. I feel like I think you're thinking duplicitous. No. I don't know. Okay. It's all in legal stuff when I was doing research. Okay. He goes to an affiliate. He's overqualified. Um, so anyway, judging. They yeah. are putting together a team to do online judging of team quarterfinals, individual quarterfinals, age group quarterfinals, age group semifinals. Um, those are all the things that we wanted online judging to help with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and they're going to pay these judges to help them do some of the online judging. Uh, there are The only requirement is that you pass the 2024 CrossFit judges course. However, having a current CrossFit level one certificate certificate is highly recommended. Those who are accepted into online review team will be asked to review the video submissions from April 5th all the way through May 19th. Sorry, I had to sneeze. Um, so your thoughts? Um, I mean, I still don't understand why they don't just have it open sourced. <clears throat> It, it's a step. Sure. But, like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Are you going to read us the definition? Uh, I was just putting up there for everybody to see. Oh. Duplicative. Adjective. Involving duplication especially unnecessary repetition of effort or resources. Done the same way more than once, effectively identical. Duplicative. Makes sense. Like duplicating. Got it. Andrew, they did not mention the open or quarters. Yes, quarters. They did, yeah. they did mention quarters. Um, not the open. I don't think they're going to do anything about the open. They're just going to let the chips for all where they may. Love you too, Jody. Always keeping me in check. I would, I would bet pretty good money that they probably won't pick Hiller. Oh, they will not pick Hiller. <laughs> I mean, really? So, I wonder how many they're picking, like how many people they didn't even say. So my question to you is, will, will you be able to say, will they be able to say we have staffing issues and can't get to them? Right. right. That excuse should be out the window now, right? It should be. Andrew, that, 
uh, that's what I, you can't open source quarters and semis. They should allow the public to thumbs up or down open videos. That, yes, I think they should allow the public to thumbs up or thumbs down all videos, all stages. <clears throat> it's a blind leaderboard is what he's getting at. And if you put the videos out there, it's no longer blind. Yeah, but they're not they're not finalizing the leaderboard the day it unlocks anyway. Right, but P, but if I'm athlete A, I can go out and search B, C, D, and E and see how they did. Yeah, sure. And then I can redo the workout if I want to. Yeah, if you want to spend that much time and that much obsessing over trying to think about everyone in your bracket and search videos for them, I guess spend that energy. I mean, my videos have, people could have done that to me all along. My videos are always up. Right, but that's your choice. It's a blind leaderboard. Right. I know. Some athletes choose that they don't want that. Then you would make it. Give them that choice. Who is going to seriously take the time to go search every athlete's name and see if they have videos out? Come on then they probably won't post it or they'll post it private or whatever until the, until the day of the, if you cared that much, you would keep your video private. I'm uh, not, it, it can stay a blind until, until the final day and then open it up. And that's when videos are there for a review. And everyone will just realize that it's going to take an extra week. Uh, this is a quote from Andrew Hiller, according to Wad Zombie. I'm just kidding. I don't know. This is true. Halpin and Brian Friend would power the videos and put together their own leaderboard. Yeah, they probably would. Yeah. So, or our own Holly, I'm sure she would do that in her spare time. You keep her busy enough. I don't know if she'd have spare time to search for all kinds of people's later videos. It's, I think, I mean, you I think it's, it's at least a step. It's a step in the right direction. Um, and that the judges get paid is really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. <clears throat> They're going to get so many requests. It's, I mean, uh, did our guy get selected? I think he's just, Oh, yeah. Are, do you already know you're selected? How how quickly were they coming that coming up with that? Uh, don't tempt me. <laughs> Holly says, don't tempt me with a good time. Man, her definition of a good time and mine are very different. Uh, Andrew says, yes, he's been selected. I would I would think almost all of like the regular judging people would just be in if they applied. And that's where that's where I'm wondering how many how many people are they even taking? Like they should have just said, we, you know, we only need a handful more. They're going to get thousands of applicants and they're going to take like 10. So Sarah, I agree with you. The open doesn't matter. Hiding a video in the open is stupid. That should be open sourced. It does matter in quarterfinals this year with the cut down to 80 athletes in North America and 40 athletes in Europe. It is a huge deal. 
and there are people that are going to try to game it and people that will want to block the gaming at the quarterfinal level. <clears throat> so did you apply, Scott? I did not. I have hung up my judging stopwatch for good. I'm too busy with media. That's true. Ain't got time for that. Nope. But I applaud all those who, who uh, it was an open invitation. There was a link. I like, yeah. I could have signed up, Andrew. It was an open invitation. So uh, I wanted to briefly talk about mic'd up athletes. Okay. So yesterday, Savon released uh, the mic'd up athletes from the team part of Wadapalooza. I think there is something there. Oh, it's going to be great. I'm so excited to see that. What I will, t the disappointing part is the weather affected it too, right? Okay. You're not going to wear mics in a torrential downpour or a swim event. Right. Or, right. Like, so it limits how much it could actually be used. Um, but there is, there is at this point an authenticity that you don't get. The, the, there's nothing just you get because nobody's asking them the questions. They're just talking. Yeah. Right. And they're talking with other athletes and they're talking with other coaches. Um, and so it made it very genuine. And there is a part where <clears throat> they might mic'd up hopper on the 5k run and they just kind of animated the run, like where they were on the spot. And you would hear, you didn't see him say anything, but you heard what he said and where he kind of was at on the trail. Okay. And they would put like a head, like he kept saying, I got to, I got to track down Noah. I got to track down Noah. And they'd have like a little Noah head ahead of him on the track. Right. Awesome. Like I just passed Tola and he would pass. And I thought that was like freaking amazing. That's awesome. Shoot. That's the only uh, coverage we have from that event. Right. <laughs> the animated heads running on the trail. Um, and I, I do think that there is definitely something to this that needs to be captured more. Yeah. It's just a shame that it rains so much. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so like in the rain one, they did get some commentary after and then went, and as they were commentating on it afterwards, showed clips of how it was happening on the floor like Ricky having no grip on the doll dolomer mat and slipping and sliding on the wall walks. Oh yeah. Like it was, it's really good. It's really good. I, I would almost put it above behind the scenes. I could see that. When do us uh, normies get to see it? One week, one week out. Not a clue. All right. I'll stand by. But it does appear that it took the place of a behind-the-scenes release to yesterday. Oh. I'm excited to hear the Colton one. Yeah, that one will be good. Well, maybe. I don't know. He's not a talker. So how much is he going to talk? I don't know. I He seems to be talking a whole lot more he now does. than he ever did. 
One week. One week for normies, Jamie. Okay. I'll sit and wait. I'll patiently wait for it. Well, speaking of Colton, we talked about him joining Proven. But I found out his coach is Joey Tutoro. Yeah. That's not what I thought he was going there. I mean, I thought he was going there because he liked uh, Taylor's husband. Yeah, I thought so too. <clears throat> um, Carolyn says, yeah, uh, he seems way more outspoken than he used to be. Um, Joey Tutoro is from Columbus, Ohio. Okay. Uh, he owned CrossFit Grandview, which was Bill Henniger's gym, original gym that he sold to Joey and Graham Holmberg. Um, and then Graham split off and Joey owned it for a while. He then, his wife is a doctor, so he moved to Philadelphia for her and was on team OBX um, the last couple seasons uh, with Kelsey Keel and Amia Lumberg, um, Ashley Wozni the year before that. So, um, I think it's a great fit. He is, he was a smaller athlete his entire career, not like short, like um, Colton. Right. Not that Joey's tall, but not short, but he was like smaller, like you. Right. Like a spieler? Well, uh, no, gosh. Just slighter built. Like strength is not his strength. So kind of like Spieler, or just not or not that small. Not that small. Okay. No. Um, but he had to overcome a lot to get to where he got to. So I think he understands Colton, and I think it's going to be a great fit, and I'm super excited for it. Yeah, I, I mean, I will be curious to see. I don't know Colton, what, like, well at all, so I have no, like, no idea. Is he a type A personality? Is he... Is he super like controlling? I'm curious. And when you've done this for so long yourself, it's going to be really hard to hand over that control and trust in somebody else that they're going to get it right. And like, I mean, is he going to train and then go out with the pigs all day and then be like in his mind, just like, I didn't do this. I should have done this. I need to go. To, like, is he going to, is he going to be able to just let it go and trust somebody and, and cause that's the whole point is to take his mind off of some of that stuff and stress. And so I think that knowing Joey, that it'll be more collaborative. Okay. Like, I don't, I don't view Joey as a, this is your, what you're doing and you better do it. Yeah. It, it's going to be more of a collaborative kind of build. I mean, and Colton's been doing something right. Right? Like, right. <clears throat> I'm, I'm very curious to see. It's sometimes it's helpful to have somebody, someone's outside perspective and be like, you know, let's focus on this for a little bit or try this. Something, maybe something different that you don't necessarily think of. So, well, he said he's been doing Kilo 2 programming. I know. And it's just not at a level that he needs right now. Right. So, I think it's more than just, I don't, yeah. I think he just needs someone helping him with some of the light lifting of like programming the week out, doing yeah. those types of things and taking that off his shoulders. Yeah. Well, good for him. 
does this does this Joey guy have other athletes? So he competed last year at the games. Okay. On OBX. I'm, so, I'm right. and so I think he just moved to Proven. Okay. Now he's been a he was an individual athlete like early teens and then has been primarily a team competitor since then uh, with CrossFit Grandview for many years and then OBX when he moved to Philly. Mm-hmm. But um so but he's always been the captain of the teams. And my guess is he's been the one doing the programming mm-hmm. for the team. So I think that got his feet wet. Plus he owned an affiliate for ever. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, but yeah, I didn't even know he moved to proven. I'm reaching out to some of the people there to kind of get an update as to what's going on, have them on the show, yeah. talk about their new facility. That would be awesome. Yeah. Speaking of guests coming up, just checking real quick, see if I got, it looks like we're going to have Adrian Bosman on Monday morning. <clears throat> Don't quote me yet. I'll look for it. We're, we're just trying to iron out a time. And I think we have it. I just need Adrian's thumbs up and then I'll get the thumbnail made and put up. But we should have Boz on the show Monday morning ish <clears throat> so i want you to talk about and you you can do it in a in a way that doesn't disclose the competition but you um but you reached out to a competition and asked them the prize purse question because we talked about legends forever that well they didn't say there was a prize purse right and then so you before signing up for this competition ask the question. Yeah. I mean, that, that is my biggest thing. Like I was really frustrated with some of the commentary back about the legends saying people saying, well, they never said there was a prize purse. So that got me thinking, how often is it published? Like, I feel like other than like Wadapalooza and in the games, you don't really see the number. You don't, you just know that they pay because they've always paid. And so like, I'm like, well, what is the, what, I mean, especially when there's a lot of different divisions, you know, when you have an RX masters team, team masters, you know, like literally like 10 different categories. Like I, I can't imagine you're paying for every category. Um, so like, is there really any prizes? Um, and like just browsing, looking for any type of, hint at like what the podium prizes might be or what divisions are even going to get anything. Um, and there was like literally nothing I could find anywhere. Um, you look at like last pic last year's pictures, you see some stuff, um, like you see a barbell in people's hands. Cool. Like that's not nothing. I mean, and, and I totally get it. They may not, these comps may not always have stuff ironed out, but like, I just feel like, you know, like, you can't tell us, like, that, like, well, we didn't, they didn't say that there was a prize purse, so you shouldn't have expected one. And then, on the other hand, like, on the other hand, these comps, like, also can't, like, drill down their, they're, they're waiting probably for 
sign people to sign up, see who's coming. Then maybe they get other sponsors and, or maybe more money because so-and-so is coming. Um, and so like, they don't want to put in writing exactly what it is. Cause in th- this comment spot sounds like they want to do as much as they can. And so they're, tr- they're trying their hardest to keep growing it and keep getting more money and making the prize purse bigger. Um, but you know, they were really, they were like, basically it, to me, it sounds like just elite, which is totally fine. I just wish that that was published somewhere. Just say elite gets paid T TBD, whatever it is. Elite will be paid amount to be, to be determined closer to the bracket. Um, and then that way, like masters know that there's no prize purse T- And I'm, I'm actually curious at this one, if teams get paid, like I have no idea on that either. Um, but I just feel like if you if you think you're going to put together a prize purse, if there's going to be some swag, like if you've got a Yeti cooler bag and shoes or a barbell or like write that stuff, like some of that stuff, like my gym could use a barbell. If I have a shot at something like that, it could be could could be enticing if it's a close enough comp. Um, so, yeah, it's just it's super. Yes, Denise, we've all, we've always gotten paid at Legends. It's never been advertised. It was obviously assumed from all of uh, the, us athletes who have been going to legends that there would be continue to be a price first. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. Well, one thing I want, I just want to clear up. You reached out to a competition, asked if there was a prize purse. They said, yes, depending yeah, so. on the division. Yeah. That's what it said. Yes. Dep- yes. Depending on the division, I think was their response but they never confirmed what it was or what divisions. Correct. Correct. So they did respond and I don't know if you've seen it. They did respond back when I, when I said, I basically wrote back and was just like, I didn't say, you know, masters have been screwed in the past. I'm just trying to make a clarification. They knew who I was clear, like clearly with their response. Um, And they were like, I get it. You're, you, I get, you want to know we, we don't know basically is what they said. And they, and they made it clear that the, the master's prize is the entry fee to legends. Um, and so, and I get that and that's fine. And I'm sure there's people like that want to go to this comp to get that, to get that place and paid for. That's, that's a good prize. Um, I don't, at this point, I don't want to go back to like, I don't want to go there and earn a spot to legends to probably not get paid again. Like, you know, like that's not even, that's, that's just not where I'm at. Like, um, so, but they did, they responded to me very kindly, very, very thorough. It was like, probably like a three paragraph response. It was a great response. I totally got where they're coming from. They totally got where I'm coming from. I just think there should be some level of communication just say like say that in your communication masters are getting the entry fee um elites will be paid tbd and general swag for all of our other or 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 intermediate gets nothing or whatever it is i mean just make it clear i yes denise moore says i was quite surprised that last year's legends that individuals got nothing Yet the teams in our X divisions got backpacks. Yep. That's Denise. That's what had me like thinking for sure we were getting something is because I did know that teams and scaled or whoever was there got some stuff, like got a bag, got some swag stuff. Like, and I was like, oh, well, they got something. 
And so I was like, well, we'll for sure get something. We're not going to be like the empty handed ones. So I don't know. I was, I was very, very surprised. So still two TBD on the prizes for masters at different comps. We'll have to see with how that plays out over the upcoming season. I just don't um, know how any athletes are f- deciding where, where to go if they don't know like what they're going for, like what they're aiming for. I'm with you. I'm in your corner. Um, so yesterday, just, yeah, <laughs> on Coffee Pods and Wads, uh, game show around the whiteboard, John Young was a contestant. He said something on there that blew me away as a way for events to make money. Okay. And what it was was that you sell merchandise for the event that people might want to have. So do like other sports do, like the NFL, how like if you're not playing and you're on the sidelines, you're outfitted in different gear from that team that you can is available for sale on the website to get immediately. Make it so that when you check in, you have to be wearing the shirt from the competition so that all those videos going out shows that um, shows that merchandise being worn by the athletes. And then it, it will make it a hotter, hotter item that people will want to have because they saw Emily Rolf wear it or they saw Jeff Adler wear it or, you know, whatever. And I thought it was brilliant. And so the, like, like kind of like if Rogue would have put their baseball jerseys on sale or their Crocs. Well, they did put their Crocs on sale, right? But like put them on sale beforehand so like you can also show up with the same gear. Yeah, like exactly. And maybe market it a little bit before the event. Like be prepared for it. Yeah. Right. So market it like, hey, if you're coming to Wadapalooza, here's our official Wadapalooza shirt. Get it now. Yeah. So you could be sporting the official Wadapalooza shirt as you're walking in. I think the jersey sales they tried to do last year would have been really cool, except for like when I the two I ordered, I got four months after Wadapalooza. Ooh, that's not good. So I think Rogue is a great example. Those baseball jerseys, just you know, the the athletes get them with their names on the back, but you get it to just says Rogue on the back. Yeah. Right. Like they do that in college football, <clears throat> where, like, I don't know, Kirk Cousins is playing for Michigan State, and you're a big Kirk Cousins fan, and he's number eight. I don't even know what his number was up there, um, but you got one that said Michigan State on the back with a number eight. Yeah. Right? But the same jersey. So, trying to make it relatable. Yeah, totally. Um, So, anyway, I thought that was really cool. But then the owner of GoWad and Vakey from Australia kind of poo-pooed his idea. And while it may not be the game changer that saves the world... It's thinking outside the box from what we've been doing 
And I think he deserves credit for that. What didn't they like about the idea? I think they just didn't think it was make, would make enough money. Hmm. Kenneth, the tear jerseys I would, that you're refer, referencing, that's what I got four months after the event. So tier was tier was the title sponsor last year at Waterpalooza yeah. too. So wait, so see the Emily Rolf jersey. Yeah, that's the tier oh. Waterpalooza jersey. I just got it four months after Waterpalooza. Yeah, that sucks. <clears throat> so, I I just wanted to give John Young credit. I thought that was very out of the box thinking for how to like make some money with merchandise for an event. I see Carolyn. Carolyn saying the question on the show was whether CrossFit could do it without sponsors. It was a CrossFit events. CrossFit putting well, events on and not getting and not like not CrossFit the entity, but it could be Wadapalooza Rogue. Okay. Could events survive? without sponsorships but it it dove off a little bit in the answers I see. and regardless of this was to make it survive it was a great idea to make a little more money on merchandise than you typically would mm -hmm. <clears throat> the other thing though i don't know is if tears are title sponsored do they get all the money right i don't know but maybe that can be negotiated in. I mean, I, I would assume that if Tier bet put up a number, if they want to donate five hundred thousand, and they sell a hundred thousand dollars worth of shirts, then they really only have to put up four hundred thousand. I guess I don't know how that would look. I think Holly sums it up for me. It would make some money and get some extra attention, at least. Yeah. Not, you know, because you're going to sell them out. So it's not like any extra cost to you. You put up in a couple IG ads saying, hey, check out these shirts. They're going to be at the event. Yeah. I mean, you could almost do it as a pre sale only, essentially. And whatever gets, whatever gets sold gets made and that's it. And then you don't make, you don't make a bunch and you don't bring them to the event. You don't have to have a vendor there. You don't have to have all the supplies there. Like do it, just put it out there, sell what you can. And sometimes that. Okay. That, we're going to dive into an ugly hole. Oh, okay. So Carolyn says, I still don't know why tier CrossFit noble don't have shirts with athletes names on them on their site. Athletes get a kickback too. What really baffles my mind is when you go to the Rogue Invitational, Rogue doesn't have all their shirts made and out on display. You can get them made fresh right there. They have a press that makes the shirt at Rogue. It's done in like 30 seconds. You get your shirt and you get to, to move on. Why can't you have the prints of, of athletes and you're only putting it on the shirt that someone wants? You're making it right then and there. Yeah. 
30 seconds done, boom, hand it to them, sell it. And you're only using up the shirts that are being sold. Right. And the only thing you might be out of is a couple screen prints that had didn't get used. So I don't know why that doesn't happen. Why it took four months for me to get shirts after Waterpalooza when I ordered them two months before. It should not take six months to get a shirt. It should not. <clears throat> we've, we are well aware we've got people in this game, in the shirt game, that will do shirts and on time and I don't know. Everybody wears, if you follow sports, you wear jerseys. I agree with Carolyn. They should be on the game site all year round with athletes on name on them. I agree. Maybe go rock. will I don't know. Maybe go rock. will pick up on something like that. I don't, it never seemed to be no bulls thing. Like they had, they had their eight athletes that they wanted to showcase. And that was it. I don't think they were ever going to pick up other athletes. I think you probably could get their, their eight athlete stuff all the time. Rad had a handheld printer at Wadapalooza to do your own tote bag with. Yeah. <laughs> it's not hard, people. It sounds like it makes too much sense. Yeah, I don't okay. know. We'll have so to, that, you know, keep pushing it on uh, Go Rock. Maybe come up with something like that. So now that I've praised John Young for his great idea, we're going to talk about what else he did last night just briefly. Okay. And that is his infatuation with topography. Okay. And if you're going to challenge me on that word. No, I got the word. Okay. <laughs> I'm just talking to Judy or whoever's going to try to call me out. So <clears throat> he loves his mountains. He loves his base camps. He loves his canyons. He loves his cliffs. So we're going to talk briefly about Comeback Canyon. Okay. And I'm going to try to share my screen. And I don't want to... It was a great idea. He generates so much interest on this. Yeah. You know, I applaud him for that. And it gives us something to talk about. So I screenshot Comeback Canyon beautiful so what this is supposed to represent is the people who can climb their way up out of the canyon the further down the canyon they are the higher the harder the climb supposed to be i don't know i'm not even going to talk about luka jukic because i didn't understand what he was talking about him being up there i don't understand why he's on this thing and his explanation made no sense to me about that but i did want to point out he said that ricky garrard was the tallest because he got hurt last year didn't make the games and he's going to go from not making it to to possibly podiuming or winning the crossfit games so that's the biggest comeback that's why he's at the bottom of the canyon and it would be the biggest comeback and that his definition just telling you what he said. Okay. But my immediate point was, well, why wouldn't Tia be right there beside him? 
Totally agree. She didn't make the games last year. She sure as hell has as much a chance to win the CrossFit games as Ricky Garrard does. And to me, that's just as big a comeback. Yes. I, she should be number one. My other point to this is there needs to be a place for Saxon Pancheck. If Brooks on there, Saxon should be on there. He got hurt at, at semifinals. Yeah. And did not make it back to the games last year. He is a perennial top 10 athlete. There is no reason to think he, he's still mid twenties. There's no reason to think he can't climb up out of that and be back in a top 10 position next year. I agree. So two, two big misses on my part, on my opinion. The other one is Jacqueline Dahlstrom. She has shown nothing that tells me she's going to make it back to the games. Her off-season comps, and I love Jacqueline. Like, she's been on the show like two or three times. She's awesome. Always talk to her at events. But <clears throat> her performance at Dubai was not great. She did not just barely miss going to the games at the European semifinal. She was like 18th. Yeah. So for her to be up there that it's just a small comeback, not sure about that. Yeah, there's a few on here. I agree with the Luca. We talked about that a little bit. Um, and Ken says swap out Luca for Fuselay. I could see that. I'd like that. I'd like that swap. If you put Fusil, yeah. I'd like to see. I'd like to see Annika somewhere on here. Well, she's not coming back from anything because she never made it. That I can. Gotcha. Oh, he's trying. Okay, he's saying past games athletes. Right? Gotcha. But yep. I could. Yep. But I would swap out Rebecca for Dahlstrom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's some sorry interesting interesting picks here. So there's that. I then wanted to go to his cliff. There we go. Little how picture is, of the cliff. How is Spiegel in the canyon and on the cliff? I don't get it. So his explanation was that he could easily see her make it back to the games and be on the comeback canyon. He could just as easily see her not make the games and then decide that her CrossFit career is over. So, and so the canyon is, you're done, you're out, and can't be. I mean, there's people are not done. In the canyon is that you're going to come back. The cliff is your career's, you're going to drop. And again, John's explanation. So it, it's, <laughs> it's his picks. It doesn't make sense. Like, okay, so he thinks Ariel is going to drop from her position, not not be out of the games, but he's saying Spiegel's down here because she might, she done and her career is just over. Those are two very separate levels of very much. And I think he separated them as like the three on the left, but he said, I think he even said Kerstetter wouldn't make the games. Okay. That he was not impressed with her Wadapalooza performance. It's the off season. Yeah. Like, a lot can change in three months. 
I, um, Ariel won't get third again. I'm not going to counter out on anything. You just never know with programming what it's going to be. Right. So. But just dropping a place, I don't think should. Put you on a cliff. Yeah. Even dropping like five, six places. Like, I mean, I don't, yeah, that's not a, that's not a cliff. Like you aren't just dropping off the face of this mountain. Uh, Clock says, didn't he say that a Spiegel misses this year? She's never getting back. She fell off the cliff and is done. I think he said that in a way that also said that she would make that choice not to compete again. Like that she didn't need all this mess. She'll go do her other stuff and and leave this behind. Ariel is very well-rounded. I agree. I don't think Ariel should be on this list. I will tell you who should be on this list. Bring it and up. I hate being negative, but Jamie Simmons, she she can't get through an event anymore. Right. She just keeps getting hurt. And it's not that she's not a great athlete or wasn't a great athlete. Her body is just compromised now. She tried to do an event this weekend and could not, could not finish. Yep. <clears throat> so I would substitute Jamie for Ariel. Agreed. Um, the other one is Alex Carone, I think should be on this list more than Alex Vino. Agree. Alex Vino always comes up with what he needs to come up with to, to just be the perennial games athlete. I don't see him falling off from that. I don't see him getting worse than that. Corone's peck is not going to let him compete. Yeah, I, don't, I think he's done. And he's, he's at a spot in his career where it is probably the end until he would decide to go um, to, to Masters or something. Mm-hmm. So I would replace Alex Vino with Alex Corone. The only explanation I could see from John is that maybe Corona is already off, off the cliff. Yeah. I could see that. <laughs> Nick Matthew, everybody's picking on him right now because he's just posting heavy weights, but it's the off season. Like people aren't dialed in yet. Yeah. Let, let's, let's see what he looks like. I look, I looked at a video of either you or I interviewing him at semis like dudes ripped. This is January. It doesn't matter till May. Yeah. I mean, you don't want them peaked now. If they look too good now, we may have a problem. Yeah. So just wanted to kind of go over that. I do think what John is doing is fun. The, the, it gives us something to talk about, right? Yeah. Um, so I thank him for that. Uh, it's a very creative way of looking at it too. And my mouse is, there we go. <clears throat> so the last thing I had on my list was you're going into the weekend with a chance for your 
football team to go to the Super Bowl. I know. A team, the only NFC team to never go to a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And how old are the Lions? Old. Old. Yeah. They've been around for all of the Super Bowls. Yep. Yes. They and they've made none of them. Yeah, I know. And now they're standing on the doorstep. Carolyn, that's so mean. So, what do you think your chances are this weekend? I'd like to think good. Like, I, th- I mean, they, I don't know. Like, I know I, you just can't get your hopes up too high as a Lions fan. You just can't. Like, is it. What? Uh oh. He is? Aaron saying Laporta's out. Like, that's not good. Breaking news <laughs> <laughs> from Aaron Latimer. I thought he, I thought, I mean, everything I keep reading is like it, it the, the bone Bruce feels better each day. He can pivot. So I don't know. I'll have to look for news on that. They picked the one of the, refs that they picked is not good for foreign it's not about the refs yes it is four and oh for the niners one and five for the lions so not good and we have a history with refs just not in our favor but yeah i I mean i think more importantly is if debo plays this weekend for the niners if not i think you have a great chance yeah When you bring up the refs. I mean, if anyone watched that reporting call and you weren't a bit miffed, I don't know what game you were watching. Okay. X's and O's. I actually think the Lions have a shot. I think they have a good shot. I actually probably will pick them to win. Yeah, throw 20 bucks on him. Um, <clears throat> but speaking of that, in your excuses, I brought this up on Monday. You know, we always rip the judges at different events, and I am a really bad culprit about all that. And um, I, after watching the NFL this last weekend, those refs get paid, and they're terrible. Yeah. When I watch hockey, I'm yelling at the TV. Yeah. When I'm watching baseball, there's bad calls. They have instant replay. They get paid. They are professionals. The Andrew Stens of the world are doing out there volunteering their ass off. And they're doing a pretty damn good job. I agree. So I think we should. Cheers to the CrossFit judges. For what you do out there. Yeah. Found in your own time. Yeah. And you're just as good as every other professional sports league. Yeah. I saw a funny meme that was basically said it's Eminem versus Taylor Swift. <laughs> well, not yet. Well, if if we get there. Well, well, yeah. Yeah, I don't think 
I don't think the uh, I don't think the Chiefs are making it. You don't? No. Interesting. I think I think you know some seasons you just have these stories that line up. Yeah. And I think that it's one Lamar Jackson gets to a Super Bowl to kind of show that he is really a great quarterback, and two the Lions make a run. And maybe I watched way too much Welcome to Wrexham, but like it just feels like the it's the Lions year. It it does feel that way. Um, I don't know who the halftime show is. Usher. Oh, interesting. I can get down. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, it is. It is their time. It's much needed. So, and you can tell they're like fighting for more than just themselves and their team. Even like they're fighting for the city. They're they're like they clearly. It's amazing to me. Like they post the decibel meter in the stands, and and the other teams have said that it's the loudest. State like they can't. The other teams can't hear because our stadium is so loud. It's just incredible. It really is, and I, they're in my they're in my favorite team's division, so I'm supposed to hate them, but I just I just feel like it's lining up for them. Fingers crossed. So, well, that's all I think I have. You have anything else to add so. for the week? Nope. Oh, I've got an in-house comp Saturday. In-house. In-house, running an in-house comp just for our members. How many events? It'll be five events, six scores. One of them's like a double. Damn. A lift. I know. They got to go like every hour and 10 minutes. That's a long day. Yeah. It's like they'll start at 10 and they'll be done by 3.30. If we run on time. Will any of them be able to walk on Sunday? Yeah. So myself, Veronica, Jim... And Haley, our new member, um, all tested, and actually Lucas, my son, tested them on Sunday. All we tested all but one. So we and we went like back, 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 maybe 15, 20 minutes in between. Um, and we were all pretty fine on Monday. Um, and Haley and I even like scaled up the workouts and did heavier weight than the members will do and or more reps. So um, yeah, I think I think they'll be okay. I didn't, it's not a ton of squatting. None of them know. So if any of them are watching, which I know some of them do tune in. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, it's, we got like a cardio one, rowing and shuttles. That's the first one, just a little warm up event. And then the lift, do some snatches and a one rep max clean. Um, and then well, a wall walk and jump rope one, like a progressive jump rope. They'll go from single unders to uh, double unders to cross on crossovers. A lot of our members can't really do the crossovers very well so they're nervous about that um but it'll be fun just you know progressive move along see how far you can get yeah yeah sounds great yeah we'll see how it goes they've been asking for something hopefully just get some keyed up for the open gets a few of them we've got like 19 people doing it and seven more coming in and helping judging so it should be a good day yeah sounds fun i hope you enjoy that i will i'll take some video put together a little reel, throw some clips up. Cool. Yeah. Well, with that, 
everybody. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. And we will be back <clears throat> next week for Thursday Night CrossFit Talk. You guys are the best. Thank you for being there. Bye, guys. C4 Energy, Extend, and Cellucor are delivering the most effective, best tasting, and highest quality products for you. Get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at C, the number four energy.com. That's C4energy.com. And now back to the interview.